Welcome to Becoming Church, the podcast where we discuss how the message and movement of Jesus is not just about becoming Christians, but about becoming the church. I'm your host, Kristen Mockler-Young, and I'm so glad you are joining the conversation. Welcome back to Becoming Church. I'm here with Naeem Fazel once again. Hello, hello. Hey, hey. How are you? I'm good. It's good to be back. Yes, uh, because, uh, you know, we're talking about some stuff that I think is super fascinating. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think what we're talking about today is either <laughs> either people are like, oh, I know about this, or like, I know nothing about this. Right. Please tell me what to do. Right, 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 <laughs> right. Because we're talking about the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, let's jump in. Let me ask you something, okay? Now, okay. obviously, I grew up Muslim, so very different context uh, when it comes to the Holy Spirit. What about you? Um, I grew up. I did not grow up with the Holy Spirit. I mean, okay. probably is the is the real answer because yeah. I we we called it the Holy Ghost, like in prayer, mm-hmm. or if we were yeah. reciting something. But okay. otherwise, there was no there's no talk of the Holy Spirit whatsoever. Hmm. Yeah, I kind of get that. I mean, I you know looking into just the history of how Christianity has evolved and how what the relationship is or. Uh, description is of the Holy Spirit. It is fascinating because there are some denominations that really make the Holy Spirit the big thing. Like it is, you know, he is, or it is, some people have actually said she is, I mean, it's a lot of conversations, but they make it the big, big thing. And spirit filled, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, is what they like to be called. See, and I think when I had any experiences with a spirit-filled church yeah. when I was growing up, as in mm-hmm. never did we dare step foot into one. Oh, wow. You know? Okay. But if you would see it on TV or I don't know, I guess it must have been TV. I don't know how else I would have yeah. seen it. Yeah. Um, but then there was the idea mm-hmm. presented that it was all just for show. Yeah. And it was all show. Yeah, because they're out there. Real. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of things happening in the services, right? Yeah. Because that's pretty much the the evidence of it is like they've got some really wow, unbelievable, hysteric, or hysterical, maybe hysterical uh, things going on. Yeah. Not supernatural stuff going on yeah. or supposedly right. going on. But then you've got denominations that really, they ignore the Holy Spirit. Right. Correct. Would you say you were one of those? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We had God and we had Jesus. And, and yeah, we're good. That's pretty much and it. And the disciples. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, it is interesting because, you know, even though that we are a monotheistic faith, which is mono means one, uh, there is a polytheistic, um, you know, bent to our faith, which means there's also this, the person of three. So three, um, um, you know, and some, religions would say that we are not necessarily a monotheistic religion, but um, because we've got the the Holy Spirit, we've got Jesus, and then we've got God, and that makes them three, not one, and I get that, and I think for some uh, denominations, they've practiced out, practically just focused on um, Jesus and God, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, and some focus on, you know, like Catholicism, they kind of focus on Mary, Jesus, and God, but really the balance of who the Holy Spirit is and and what, how he acts, or who is he, and how do you get to know him, and do you need to know him, that's rare. 
right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's like anything else in in faith and Christianity. You know, there are extremes on either side, mm-hmm. right? There are people that don't talk about it at all. Yeah. There are churches that, like you were saying, almost go to the extreme where you're like, okay, what exactly is going right, on right, here? Right. Yeah. People look in and think it's all a show. And then there's definitely a whole range in the middle. And I would say that's where Mosaic finds itself with what we believe in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. What's interesting about the Holy Spirit is, is that, like you said, Holy Ghost. Did you call him the Holy Ghost yeah. earlier? Yeah. yeah. You, do you know that uh, the expression wild goose chase? Yeah. That actually is connected to the Holy Spirit. What? Yes. It's, uh, I believe it was a Celtic uh, term and it was connected to the wild, uh, going on a wild goose chase was going, basically trying to follow the Holy Spirit. Did you know that? I didn't know. I just assumed it was like, you're chasing something, you know, like you're trying to chase one of the geese across the street. Like, right. Yes. That, that was it. That was it. Following the spirit or finding the spirit or going after spirit or catching the spirit or whatever was a wild goose chase. Yeah. Interesting. interesting. But let's jump in for our listeners and let's talk about the Holy Spirit as we know uh, him, it, or her. Now I say him, it, or her, because uh, the Ruach is the actual word in the scriptures and that it is feminine. Mm -hmm. So there is a uh, nod to maybe a feminine side of the Holy Spirit. And you, then you also talk about he, he being the, the Holy Spirit. And then it also does a lot of things. So uh, I think it's safe to say that the Holy Spirit is not confined to gender. Yeah. Uh, and that's the best way of understanding. It's just the spirit. That's the best way to really you know, call, you know, yeah. him. I've just, <laughs> I mean, I, I've I started it. calling it Holy Spirit. Yeah, Almost I know. Almost like right. that's the Holy Spirit's name. The Holy Spirit. Because right. I'm like, the spirit. you're right. It's not the he, spirit. it's not she, it's not it. Right. It's the Holy Spirit. It's, it, yes. And you know what? When it comes to understanding where he falls in the hierarchy, some people, you know, obviously people uh, believe the Trinity, which mm-hmm. is, you know, the three. A triangle. Yeah, right. Three persons of the Trinity. Uh, they they go, you know, obviously God the Father is up, up top. And yep. then you got Jesus. And then you got the spirit and some people go to the whole triangle yep. and they put you know jesus and the holy spirit on either side and god in the beginning and the top but if you read the scriptures i think you can really uh begin to understand that the trinity is more like um a circle than it is a triangle yeah. um and one author actually talks it talks about how they work together is a divine dance. And it's a pretty profound way of understanding that it's not about trying to figure out hierarchy. Uh, because when you come down to it, it's like, I, I get the father-son relationship, but then where does the Holy Spirit lie? Because isn't that the spirit of the father and Jesus? Right. Right. I love the the imagery of the circle because to me, it, it makes more sense for what the Trinity actually is. Mm-hmm. You don't know where one starts and one stops. And yeah. All this kind of meld in together. Right. So let's, for our listeners, we kind of put down some notes and we said, okay, let's figure out a way to make sure that people understand what we believe, but also how this can change and shape our lives. So yeah. let's start off. But first of all, um, we want you to know that the Holy Spirit is for you. Yeah. So you need to believe and know like, uh, that the Holy Spirit is for you. Uh, Jesus uh, said to his disciples, he said in John 14, he says, uh, the helper, 
the Holy Spirit, uh, the, I will ask the Father and he will send the helper in my place. And he will teach you everything you need to remember and everything I've told you. So there is this, uh, this reality that Jesus is, has given us um, the, the Holy Spirit. And when he left, he gave the disciples the Holy Spirit. And then uh, it, he is, the Holy Spirit is for, for us. Yeah. yeah. He's a comforter. He's, he's an advocate. Um, he is a counselor. Mm-hmm. And so for some people, I, don't, I think it's hard for them to uh, understand that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think of it as the Holy Spirit was a gift to us. Like when you, when I hear that the Holy Spirit is for me, like, it was yeah. like it's a gift for me. And that to me is where, even with my own kids, mm-hmm. I've stopped talking about Jesus is in your heart because I'm teaching them about Jesus and the gospels of Jesus and the things that Jesus did while he was a human on earth. Right, <laughs> so right, right. Now he's in your heart. They're like, wait, what? Right. So we've started instead talking about how the Holy Spirit is actually in their heart and guiding exactly. them in all of yeah. those things. Yeah. And yeah, that's that is um that's so so good. So when you understand the Holy Spirit is for you, then I think you can move to the Holy Spirit is with you. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 the spirit walking with us, and it's when the scripture says, I want you to walk in the spirit, that's what they're talking about. Even Luke. 12, uh, the scriptures say that the Holy Spirit will give us words at the moment when we need them. Yeah. So this idea is that when we want direction, discernment, uh, we've got to understand that Holy Spirit is not just for us, but he is with us, um, around us. And um, yeah, that's key. So key to understand that. Yeah. And then in my mind, we've kind of got these two things, right? Like the Holy Spirit is for us and with us. Yeah. But then the Holy Spirit also moves. Right, right, right. The Holy Spirit is also active. Right. And so we would say the first thing is that the Holy Spirit is in us. Right. And works in us. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, you know, Jesus, before he left, he, there was a moment where he took his, he took his disciples and he said, "Uh, uh, let me breathe on you. And this was obviously before COVID times, right? (laughs) Uh, He said, let me breathe on you. And then he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, and so there was a sense of Jesus saying that this Holy Spirit is going to uh, be a gift to you, but it's going to be inside of you. And then throughout the scriptures, we find that the Holy Spirit really is responsible. I mean, not responsible, but yeah, he can be, he is, I, I guess he is the life force. He is the reason how we grow spiritually. In fact, the scriptures talk about that that in Acts, uh, Jesus said that you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And then, then you'll be my witnesses telling people about me. Basically, Jesus is saying is, you're going to get this power and then you're going to do this. So like the Holy Spirit is going to be working in you. And when we realize that the scriptures, when it talks about the fruits, like spiritual fruits, mm-hmm. it's talking about the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. 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 And so there are these fruits of the Holy Spirit that begin to, uh, you know, be available to us because God is developing that. God is doing that. I mean, you remember when uh, um, when Nicodemus went to Jesus and he was like, you know, what must I do be to be born again, like you're doing all these amazing things, but what, what do I do? 
Right. What did Jesus say? And he was confused. He right. was like, how can I literally go back into my mother's womb and be born again? <laughs> right, right. And so what Jesus was saying is like, yeah, I'm not talking about a physical birth. I'm talking about a spiritual birth. Yeah. So he was talking about this. He, and he says that you have to be born of the spirit. Mm. And so it's so interesting because like, I know it's a fascinating thought, but to think that the spirit is the mother that can, that gives birth to your spirituality. Mm. That is so, I mean, I know it's out there, but it's really comforting to know that uh, that God's working inside of me yeah. to make me more like him. Yeah. Because one, I believe that he's for me. Mm -hmm. I believe he's with me. Mm -hmm. And I believe that he is in me yeah. working things out, yeah. you know, and growing me, giving me more patience, more, uh, more love, making me more forgiving. He's, he's making me those things, which are the fruits of the spirit. So let me ask you then, when people, you know, pray the prayer or accept Jesus for the first time or whatever they want to call it, right? Mm -hmm. Come to faith. Typically we say they're accepting Jesus into yeah. their heart. They're accept do you think that it's actually the Holy Spirit or do you think that that's something that comes later separately? Yeah. I mean, so there is a couple of uh, schools of thoughts on, on that. One is, does the Holy Spirit come in and give life to your mortal bodies. Love where Paul's writings uh, point towards this idea that all of a sudden you were empty and then God filled you up mm -hmm. with his Holy Spirit and made you come alive in him. So again, is it is it um, is it uh, illustration or is it really the fact, right? right? Is the, does that happen? The other is, is that when you and I were born, uh, and created, uh, Paul also says that we were born uh, and created by him. And so in each one of us, there is a God DNA. Everything was created uh, by God's presence and God's spirit. And like even the beginning, right? Genesis, it says, you know, in the beginning, there was nothing. And then the spirit of God was hovering over the, the, the void. And then it began to give life. So if you get if you feel that then you go well the holy spirit is alive in us or at least god's spirit is alive in us but then when you and i come to faith in jesus it's not a magical prayer then all of a sudden the spirit comes it is a moment of confession but then you don't really see the holy spirit work in your life until you begin to follow jesus okay. you see believing in jesus you really don't need the spirit Okay. Right. Think about it. Right. Yeah. You just confess something. You're like, you know, I think it's right. Yeah. I think it's right. So there was, the only thing you really used was mental energy to go, okay, I'll, I'll buy that. Mm. I'll, I'll go with that. And so sometimes what happens is the people don't need, really need the Holy Spirit because they have no intention to really following Jesus. Or they haven't been really explained that, hey, it's not really about believing. I mean, that's the beginning. It's following. And following Jesus, you need the Spirit. So really, it's the difference between believing and becoming. Yes, you for need sure. The Holy Spirit to become exactly the church. You see right. what I did there. Yeah, I saw. I saw what <laughs> I definitely did, and that's how you know that's connected to the fruits. Like, yeah. So we become these people, become the church, because then we have fruits to show that we are actually the church. Yeah. yeah. And really, that segues right into the last things, the Holy Spirit also working through us. Yes, for sure. For other people. For sure. I think it, this is a very easy way for people to understand that 
the Holy Spirit, the Spirit is for us. Uh, it is with us, in us, and then through us. And that's huge because that's when gifts show up. Yes. Not just fruits of the Spirit, gifts of the Spirit. And Paul talks about that in, in particular to a particular church uh, in Corinthians. And he kind of lists them. Mm-hmm. And he talks to them. Talks to them. He actually says in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12, he says, hey, I, I don't want you to be um, ignorant about spiritual gifts. Like, I don't want you to misunderstand um, because there are special abilities that the Spirit gives us. And so that's when these uh, denominations or churches come in that kind of maybe just go off the deep end, honestly, is because they be, there is more of a spirit worship than anything else. And then I honestly think they misinterpret what they got. Like, what I mean is, is that if you and I were given a gift. The big first thing we said was the Holy Spirit is for us. It was a gift. Yeah. And this gift possesses the gifts. Okay, I had to I had to think about that for a second. The gift possesses the gifts. Yeah. Or the gift brings us yeah. the gifts. So like yes. in one okay. sense you could think you could say is the spirit produces fruits uh-huh. and possesses gifts. Oh, okay. So it produces fruit. Yep. We talked about yep. that. Possess, yep. Yes, possesses gifts is like he's got these special abilities. And even Paul says that, and he, as you read Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12, he, so he says, hey, to one, mm-hmm. the spirit gives the ability to do this, like yes. prophecy, or to know stuff that you shouldn't know, or to discern things that are very hard to discern, uh, words of knowledge and wisdom, uh, healings supernatural healings he gives them a gift like that's why people go i'm i'm a healer well i have a gift of healing well you don't have a gift of healing because if you did then every time you prayed for a healing it would happen which that's never yeah true yeah. it never happens so what really is a work is that there's a the spirit inside of you he's working you know in you and he wants to work through you but he chooses yeah he chooses how and when to work through you. And then Paul just lists, hey, he does this and does this and does this. One big point of contention, I think, is this idea of speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. You've heard about that? Yes. Yeah. What, well, when you first heard about this uh, growing up in the faith, what did you think? Um, I, I mean, I never saw it happen. I never saw it happen. We never talked about it. That was again, one of those things that was showy. It was fake. Yeah. It wasn't real. Yeah. Right. And okay. That just, yeah. That was all I got. Yeah. Yeah. Me coming again from the outside in, I realized that there's a group of people who believe if you speak in tongues, you are going to hell. And if you don't speak in tongues, you're going to hell. Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. Right. So there are people in denominations that goes, they go, okay, if you believe this, you're definitely not even a Christian yeah. because you're believing some whack stuff. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> there are people who go, if uh, the there's a passage of scriptures, Jesus, Jesus says, these signs will accompany those who believe. Mm-hmm. They will speak in tongues. They will cast out demons. They will da, 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 da. They'll mm-hmm. do all these things. And so if you've ever, ever heard of a church uh, or a group that, you know, does snake handling. You heard yeah. of that? Yeah. Well, again, it's tied to the scriptures. Okay. Because they're like, oh, well, Paul, who's Holy Spirit filled, mm-hmm. you know, did that. Mm-hmm. He uh, snake bit him and he brushed it off, yeah. you know, like, so it's taking stuff out of context. Yeah, but sure. the best way to understand is, is 
and to understand that the Holy Spirit is alive and well, real. And the Spirit is the connection to the heavens. The Spirit is our connection to uh, to what's going on, you know, spiritually, <laughs> right, in, in the world and in us and uh, around us and all that. And I think you and I owe it to ourselves to know the, the Spirit, like yeah. to be familiar with His voice, how he moves, what he does. Um, uh, and so, yeah. Yeah. I think that the, because we believe in speaking in tongues mm -hmm. at Mosaic. We yeah. believe supernatural things happen. We believe that the Holy Spirit definitely does still move in very powerful and supernatural ways that can't be explained by anything else. Um, for me, what kind of made it real or like speaking in tongues come alive? Because again, no clue. Yeah. Up, right was the passage that talks about how when you don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit will like groan on your behalf. Right, and, and yeah. Understand groanings and all of this. And to me, I don't know what it was. That was just a light bulb moment where I was like, oh, okay. Like yeah. this, is, <laughs> this is real and this is a thing because I have prayed prayers or even just been sitting in my own thoughts and emotions and whatever, where I've got the feelings and I've got all of this stuff, but I can't put words to it. And so that just helped me to know, hey, this is the connection to God. Like, it's okay. I don't have to have the right words. Right. I don't have to be able to qualify it the right way. I don't even have to do all of the religious things because it's not about me Yeah, doing any of them. It's all the Holy Spirit working through me. Yeah. And I think I wish people would understand that too, because um, it is not as simple uh, as we like it to, to be, yeah. you know, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, I, I came to faith very supernaturally. I mean, I think, I, I don't know if you guys have not heard my story, it's kind of out there. And mm -hmm. I remember when I first shared it with people, I mean, it, it involves, you know, uh, uh, like a visitation, like a, I say that the visitation, <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's like, I know. <laughs> It's, it was like uh, Jesus appeared in my room and like, oh, I mean, uh, or uh, an, uh, whatever you want to call it. I, I can't explain it. Okay. So all I do know, it changed my life, changed everything, everything about my life. And then even the lives of my, um, my family. And so it was very supernatural stuff. And I got thrown into the idea of the Holy Spirit. And then speaking in tongues came out and I was like, I don't believe in any of that and all that. And then I began to experience that. And I would say to our listeners that there are some really great resources about speaking in tongues. One of which I will tell you really quick, if you have the time here, is that there are three different mentions of, the, of just tongues. Okay. There is one, which is a prayer language. There's another one, which is for public um, encouragement. So where one, you it's your own prayer language, like as in you pray some uh, some sentences, a paragraph, something you don't really understand it yourself, but it 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 just gives life to you that you can't really experience. Mm -hmm. Paul says that it just gives me life; it builds me up. The other is usually in a in a group setting where someone will say something out loud and someone else will interpret that. Mm -hmm. So that's another kind of tongues. Um, and the the next one is the tongues of different languages. So like oh, people, yes. the God will give you supernaturally, you know, the spirit will give you supernatural ability to speak in a different language or say something that uh, is connected to what God's doing in that moment for that person. Yeah. So there's actually three kinds, you yeah. know, the three mentions of it. Yeah. 
And there are so many other ways, other gifts of the spirit. If somebody wants to be at tongues or something else, Mm -hmm. right. But if they want to move from just believing to becoming, how would you say that they could jump into, you know, using their gifts or, or how would somebody even know, like if they have the Holy spirit in them, yeah. how would they, how would they apply it in their lives? I mean, I think it's, it's, it's about, it's really about um, allowing the Holy spirit to have um, his way in us, like really being, being open to that full on open to that, like saying, you know, just allowing him in our lives. Like, I think the reason why God's limited in my life is because I limit him. Yeah, well, that's good. You know, so I think allowing the spirit to actually talk to you about certain things. Well, that's one. That's the first. And then asking, yeah. asking, yeah. asking yeah. him. Um, so I- even in the stories of um, early on in the uh, in the in the book of Acts, there was this idea that the people would gather together, and then there was a uh, there would there would be this overflowing of the Holy Spirit. Okay. To which from where people get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it seems like, so a baptism means an immersion, right? Mm-hmm. So it's come to a point where you're not just filled up with the God's Spirit. Something happens, you aren't gathered together, that it overflows. It's like, it's like a, it's like a cup that just, you keep yeah. on pouring, yeah. keep on pouring. And that happens in moments where the, um, people who are united in all these things who who really believe who are allowing who who are walking in it who are asking uh the spirit to move all of a sudden there's an overflow of some things and and you know we've seen this i mean just emotionally we've felt this in concerts and games and all that but there's something so supernatural that happens when you do it spiritually yeah. and that's the overflowing the baptism if you want to call it the whole of the holy spirit yeah um and then in some of the cases, uh, they spoke in tongues, you know, and then they had stuff going on. Uh, but when a follower of Jesus comes to faith, like when, when he or she says, Jesus, I want to I know you, want to grow in you and begins to follow. I think it's as simple as asking, Spirit of God, I, you know, I welcome you. Uh, Spirit of God, I, I want you in my life. Uh, Holy Spirit, speak to me. It's just, it's 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 just natural yeah it's supposed to be it's supposed to be naturally supernatural yeah yeah i love that picture of the overflowing i think that's such a beautiful way to think about the holy spirit and yeah i would say too practically like if you believe that the holy spirit is for you and with you then look and see like are you growing the fruits of the spirit within Mm -hmm. you we did a whole entire series on the fruits of the spirit um that will link up just scroll down on your phone and click the link and you can check them all out. That was a really helpful series for people. And then I think too, it's just practicing, like Mm -hmm. allowing the Holy spirit to work through you is practicing and just trusting like, Hey, that little voice really is prompting me to say this or do this or, you know, and just taking those steps and you're going to get it wrong sometimes and that's okay. But I think God honors when we, when we try. So yeah. For sure, for sure. Awesome. Well, we hope this has been helpful. Thank you for joining us on this wild goose chase Mm -hmm. into the Holy Spirit. Make sure you subscribe, share this episode with anybody that you would think is helpful. And hey, if you are part of our next series at Mosaic and you want to learn more about spiritual gifts, make sure you sign up for 
X Factor. We will dig all into those, talk about spiritual gifts even more, help you figure out what yours are mm -hmm. and how yes. you can use them. Yes. All right, guys, we'll see you next time.